The mystique of the Amazon River has long had a powerful allure upon the imagination of many. Being the second longest river in the world and running through the countries of Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, and Brazil, the Amazon River Basin has attracted international attention. The river basin covers an area of almost 3 million square miles. But the most attractive part of this river is what the Brazilians call the Ribeirinho, or the people that live along the river banks. Today we're going to visit an OCI ministry that is serving the people that live along the banks of this great river. Two missionaries who dedicated their lives to ministering to the river people were Jesse and Leo Hallowell. They came to Beling, the mouth of the Amazon River, in the early 1930s. Becoming aware of the tremendous needs of the people living along this river, Leo conceived of the idea of starting a medical launch, which he named Lazaro, or Lightbearer. His first boat was christened July 4th 1931. And for 38 years, the Hallowells dedicated their lives and energy to serving the river people. Throughout their ministry, over a quarter of a million people were directly affected by the service of the Hallowells. Unfortunately, due to a variety of circumstances, that fleet of boats which was serving the river people ultimately came to an end until God rekindled a vision through Brad and Lena Mills. They christened their first boat July 4th, 2009. This village was the site of the first indigenous church that the Hallowells constructed. Unfortunately, over the years, many of the church members passed away and the faith of those remaining few grew weak. It was an exciting day when the team from Amazon Lifesavers came to this village. Not only did they bring health and hope to the people in this community, but they've helped to revive and reconstruct the Adventist Church, which is a light for the villages further upstream. Amazon Lifesavers Ministry is a supporting ministry of the Adventist Church that works in the Amazon region of Brazil. And what we do is provide medical care and use that as an opening door to reach the people that live on the banks of the river in the jungle. And a little bit of whatever the community needs, whether it's development or education, construction stuff, we use all these different aspects as opening doors to then bring the gospel and do pioneer work and starting churches, evangelism, and training of local church leaders. The church officially ran a project called the Luzero Program for over 60 years, which for several different reasons ended up dying off in the 90s. And so in the mid-2000s, 2005, 2006, the Lord was really calling together a group of Brazilians that had been involved with the old program. And God had a way of bringing us all together, and we were able to start this nonprofit supporting ministry that worked with the church. In 2010, the church, seeing that we had three boats and we were working and there was so much interest, 
Um, the church actually started ADRA in the Amazon. So we work at this point in collaboration with ADRA on all of our development and medical events. And then with our evangelism that we do, we work with Global Missions, which is a department of our union office. Um, as we're planning our light schools that we want to open, we're in, totally involved in the union with that. Our union secretary is excited. And so together we're in the planning stages right now, you know, working together as a supporting ministry with our church. Amazon Lifesavers and organizations like that one are really essential, especially in areas where it's very difficult to do certain types of work. And when people have a burden that the Lord lays on them to actually go and do something in very rural, challenging, frontier types of areas, uh, the church needs to interact in a very careful and prayerful way and to realize that really this is an extension of the wonderful work of sharing the three angels' messages in a very practical way. And if there can be a very close working relationship that continues to develop over time, that can be an absolutely beautiful evangelistic outreach that complements everything that the church is trying to do. Today we have an administrative base which is based in the city of Manaus, the capital city of the state of Amazon right in the center of the Amazon region. And we're about 35 kilometers outside of, of the city on the bank of the river. In that location, we have the administrative offices where we coordinate between our operational bases in the jungle. At that location, we also do volunteer training. We have events where we bring all of our volunteers together and do workshops to prepare them better medically, in navigation, safety, and also with evangelism. We coordinate between three operating bases where we have three of our larger boats working. And each base is basically set up in the same way. We have a, a base coordinator of each boat in each region. So one boat might have a you know 200 kilometer region that it services. And the coordinator of that base will then coordinate between the different communities um, and do strategic planning where we will do our next evangelistic series, where we need Bible workers and then coordinate with the medical part, where do we need to bring in medical staff to open up the doors into an unentered community. We felt a call as we were preparing ourselves in education, we wanted to go and serve a, a needy place. And so one of the things that was so weighing on our heart was coming to the Amazon in Brazil. And we had knelt down and we asked the Lord to make it extremely clear. And we were actually on a mission trip in Costa Rica in 2007. Um, we came back to the U.S. and I had received an email from an individual um, who had a boat that he was interested in donating to the Lord's work. And we didn't, you know, think much about it. We did actually send him an email and said, hey, we're interested in finding out more about this. He had built a boat himself and lived on it for five years. His wife had died. He wanted to see it used in the Lord's work. And so by the end of about an hour conversation, he said, would you like this boat? He had told us all about it, and, and I said, well, you know, it sounds interesting, but we don't have the money to buy this boat. And he said, I didn't ask if you want to buy it. I said, do you want this boat? I'd like to donate it to you. Basically, within a week and a half, we had the boat registration in the mail, signed um, a new boat for, to be used on the Amazon, which was a huge sign that we had been saying, Lord, is this where you want us to go? And the Lord gave us an amazing answer. Yes, go, go forward. I feel like God really handpicked this base for us. We were praying and praying for a long time that he would show us the right place. 
and uh, we specifically asked for a sign. We wanted a Brazil nut tree. And uh, there are Brazil nut trees in the interior, but around this area, it's not very common. We were searching and searching, and then God led us to this space. And when we came, we found so many different kinds of fruits. It was just filled with mangoes and bananas and papayas and all sorts of fruit. And then at the very end, the man said, and also we have a Brazil nut tree. So that was so special that exactly what we had really asked of the Lord, He gave it to us. And so this base is perfect in that sense. Many times missionaries think they're going to go and do just one thing, but the best missionaries are the ones that are willing to do anything. And I do all sorts of things. I cook for groups sometimes. Sometimes I just wash all the sheets when the groups are gone. Of course, I'm a mom as well, so I take care of my kids and I homeschool. And then when we go out on the boat, I help with Sabbath school, children's Sabbath school program, or I also do dental cleaning, sometimes help to see some patients. Also here at the base, I help with communications as far as keeping our website updated and sending out our newsletters and things like that. I just love being out in nature. I love waking up every morning and hearing the birds. As a mom, it's just wonderful to know that you're raising your kids with good values and in a good environment where they're learning service and unselfishness and they're not having to struggle with a lot of the temptations that people who live in cities struggle with and just the whole package. I feel like I'm doing God's will and I feel like I'm raising my children to learn that and I think that that's what keeps me going. Besides the full-time work that our ministry does with, with volunteers who live on the boats who come, we also get a lot of groups that come from for spend a week or two weeks. Um, a couple of years ago we were working with the Adventist University in South Brazil. They came up with a group of nursing students and they had so much fun. It was an incredible trip. You know, they're from the same country but a total different reality from Sao Paulo. Among that group was one girl who had a sister who was a nurse and her sister was married. They lived in a different part of Brazil and the two of them had really dreamed about being missionaries. They always thought they have to go to Africa to be missionaries. And their sister came on this trip and went back and called her and said, hey, I just spent you know, two weeks in the Amazon. It was amazing. You guys should see. And she started telling them about the trip. So this couple, Danielle and Nyson, they got really interested and said, hey, you know, we'd love to find out. So um, Danielle actually came about a year and a half ago to see the project and see what goes on. And he spent one month. We put him out in the jungle. He spent a month visiting villages, no contact with his wife. And when he finally gets to town and calls her, he says, you're not going to believe this. This is amazing. This is what we want to do. And within two months, they, they sold everything they had. They rented out their house to someone else, and they moved. They both came, and they've been with us for about 14 months now. Over the course of that time, they've become our, one of the coordinators of one of our local bases. They actually run the catamaran boat. They coordinate that whole region, both of them being registered nurses and really Bible workers in their hearts. And they've come and they've helped with the medical work and evangelism in this whole region. I am a nurse and I'm also the secretary of the base in Baja Reina. In our day-to-day -day activities, we do medical consults, go from community to community visiting, do educational talks, and also attend to people who show up at our boat anytime, day or night. And besides the medical consults that we provide, we also do evangelistic work as well. There are two main things that I like to do, and the first is bringing Jesus to people 
and see their lives being transformed. The second thing that I most like is when a person comes to us and they are suffering and we are able to relieve their suffering in some capacity. That is very gratifying. I am a nurse. I graduated in Guiana and currently I am the base coordinator for the base in Bajarina. So I coordinate the missions and evangelistic activities that happen in this area. Another thing we do is to go into the river communities and motivate the people. One of the many problems that we see in the jungle is people drinking alcohol. These people who already have so little are spending the rest of their income on alcohol. So we have a plan to go into these communities and motivate them to stop drinking. First and foremost, obviously, we want to bring Jesus and the hope of salvation that we have. But we also see so many needs that the people have in a tangible way for their day-to-day -day living. We work with a totally isolated uh, group of people that for them to go to the closest hospital, being a hospital that might not have a single doctor or sometimes a doctor, no x-ray, no radiology, maybe be able to do a simple blood test. For them to even get to this place, they might have to travel one to two days in a dugout canoe. And so the needs are so great for medical care, the needs for education, the needs for basic sanitation and living. We come in and we assess and we try to work in, in helping supply you know, their basic needs and, and then being able to reach them on a spiritual level. I think we've seen, and medical is, is the arm that we use, but really when you're able to meet somebody's basic physical need, they really open up and make a connection with you. you know, people often will say like, I don't understand, why are you here? You know, they know this is a, is a hard place to live. In fact, when we talk about what is life like to live in a jungle village, it's hard work um, with no machinery to help, no electronic assistance, and so they do all of their hard work on their own, you know, and it's, 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 a, it's a tough life. And so really I think the needs are so often basic uh, everyday living needs that they have. Brad and Lena and their team have tirelessly sought to bring medical help to this region. Through their ministry, thousands of families have been richly blessed. In a moment, we'll see another way that Amazon Lifesavers is enriching the lives of the river people. When you think of missionaries, what do you picture? For many people, the image of a doctor, teacher, or pastor in a remote country comes to mind. But the truth is, God needs people with many different skills in His work both around the world and close to home. At OCI, we're passionate about helping to connect mission-minded people with our network of more than 80 ministries. Each project aims to share the gospel in practical ways, and they need skilled workers of all types mechanics, gardeners, cooks, and designers, just to name a few. And of course, they also need teachers and doctors. If you're interested in serving at an OCI ministry, visit our website for a list of current opportunities or call our office. We'd love to talk to you.
clearly a tremendous amount of forethought and planning goes into launching a ministry such as this. There's the administrative work of keeping five launches well-maintained, adequately staffed, and placed into the field. There's a vast amount of administrative work, but administration is only a means to an end. One of Amazon Lifesaver's ultimate goals is continuing to provide quality medical care to those people that live along the banks of the Amazon and its tributaries. Lena and I were planning since college. We wanted to be medical missionaries, and so we actually met, my wife and I met in nursing school, and then um, after serving for a year as missionaries, we went after graduating as nurses. We went overseas for a year and decided that if we had a little bit more medical training, we could do a lot more. I came back and got my master's as a family nurse practitioner, and my wife at the time did a second degree as a registered dental hygienist, just to be able to come and do the dental side of things. Well, the people that we usually visit are pretty far off, and most of them haven't had visits from a doctor or a dentist in years. Um, the people that I, that I do cleanings on, most of them, I would say almost 99% have never had their teeth cleaned before. I've seen in children um, so much calculus that usually we only see in adults in the States, you know, just from a lack of brushing, just simply a lack of brushing ever hardly. And so I know that if I don't remove that, the bacteria are going to get underneath it and they're going to have uh, gingivitis, then they're going to get periodontitis, they're going to get bone loss, and they're going to lose their teeth. And so that's why so young, so many of them have teeth that are gone, of course, if it's not already gone from decay. So to me, it's just so gratifying because I do a cleaning of the teeth and I know that I am preventing bone loss and I'm preventing tooth loss in the future. Also just the education, to go in depth with them and to sit down and give them some floss and give them, you know, a mirror and to have them actually do it. It's super gratifying because it's the first time they're really learning exactly how to do it. Just knowing that you're making a difference that's going to last a long time is super gratifying. It's one of the things I love to do. We realized the big need to have some kind of help for the health in these communities on this river. And we quickly thought, why don't we build a health clinic? So we began by studying the geography in this area and discovered that this community, New Jerusalem, is right in the middle. And so we thought it would be an ideal location for a health clinic. But not only a clinic, it would also have rooms for volunteers to stay in when they come. So at this point, we're going to have a medical room, a dental room, two dorm rooms for men and women, a kitchen, and a bathroom. We also have a little outboard engine that is here to support the volunteers if they need transport while they're working here at this health post. We're also encouraging the people along the river to plant and to have gardens and cultivate the land where they live. Basically, the main source of food for the people along the river is fish and cassava, and so we know that they have deficiencies in their nutrition. It isn't easy, especially when you are trying to change somebody's culture and tell them that they need to eat more fruits and vegetables. So our first step is to motivate and encourage them to start planting so they can have more fruits and vegetables. So this first step we have already given them, 
But the truth is, there is a lot of things that they don't know how to eat or prepare. They don't have the cultural habit of knowing how to eat it or what to eat it with. So that is what we are hoping to help them with as well. When we first came to this area of the river, brother John Lucio was the first person we made contact with. The people on this river knew about the work of the Luzeros that was done many years ago, so when we got here we were very well received by the people. Brother John Lucio invited us into his house, his church. We preached at his church and also did some training courses with the church members. The region that we live in is very large, and there is no way for a pastor to come here very often to see us. And Daniel and Nysing have been a huge support. He has been an Adventist for many years, and he knows his Bible well. But in his church, he is the only leader and is doing everything alone. So we are able to come to his church and help him and provide training to the members. I think one of the challenges of reaching the people in the interior is helping them to understand that our church is not the same as all the other churches. They say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We all serve the same God. So to them, you know, it's in order to change their religion per se or change or make a stand for certain truths, it's difficult for them because to them, it shouldn't matter. One of the biggest needs that we have seen um, in the interior of the Amazon is more Bible workers, more trained um, people that would come in and be able to use the health message, education, training, and really teach the people uh, basic doctrines and study in, in, of, of the Bible. And um, last year we actually began communicating with LIGHT, um, Lay Institute of Global Health Training, about their training programs that they were offering around the world um, to train people as medical missionaries. In January, the beginning of this year, we actually did our first one-month LIGHT course. We had some LIGHT um, leaders come down and we were able to take 10 of the jungle people that we had worked with, that we had done medical work and evangelism in their communities. We did that first month course and we had such a success that we're, we're actually wanting to implement a full-time light course to where we can be training um, river people, bring them in, put them to a training and then have them back out in their own villages or if they want to go to a different village where there's no Adventist presence, to go to a new village and start doing medical mission pioneer work in the, in the jungle. I remember one of the church leaders, Claudia, said to us, she said, you know what, I have been an Adventist for years, I've done evangelism, and I have never understood the book of Daniel. She said, this is the first time I've really even read and understood the book of Daniel, and it was so exciting. And she said, you know, this is going to help me to be able to continue studying with people in the jungle. I learned about spiritual things, health, evangelism, and I learned about what I should eat and about eating meat. That was something I had never heard before, and so I took my own decision to not eat meat. While studying with Brother Brad, I learned a lot in the book of Daniel, things I had never heard in my whole life. Also, about the final events, I learned some amazing things that I had never heard before. I talk to a lot of people here from my church, and they are just hoping and praying that this course could come here, because in this area on this river, 
I believe there's a lot of people that need this kind of education and help. We are very needy for these things. We just got back from a mission trip with a group that came and helped and it was just so exciting to see the thankfulness of the people in the interior. When they come to you personally and they say, listen, the, what, what you shared with me about the Bible, that has helped me so much. It's like a light. You know, you guys have come and you've encouraged us and, and we feel like a light has come and helped us on our, on our journey through life. And those kind of statements are just so encouraging to us. I just feel like that's what makes this work worth it. People get in touch with us and say, how can I help or how can I participate in this project? A lot of people say, hey, I'm not a medical person. What could I do to help? I think, as you know, generic as it sounds, one of the biggest things that people can do is actually pray for specific Bible workers, pray for our volunteers, pray for the project. And all, we're always looking for volunteers. We're desperate for, for Bible workers. And so, you know, a lot of people want to come. Obviously, if you speak Portuguese, you can come out and be able to, to open up and study with the people and, and work with them. You know, to run, run so many boats, we're always needing a mechanic that can come and help. Um, upkeep our boats and you know, there's so many ways to get involved like that. In our ministry right now we're actually running five boats in three different operating bases and all of our boats are staffed by volunteers and we work with uh, between 200 and 250 part-time volunteers, medical, dental professionals and um, you know it's something we always struggle with like how do you continue growing an organization on volunteers and yet we've seen that God has called people, volunteers, that have a burden to come out and reach these people. And people come out and they start to serve and they feel like there's so much to be done and I want to be a part of reaching these people. OCI and all of its affiliates are a great underlying support to the local organizational outreach and our mission emphasis in trying to help people realize that Jesus is coming soon and they do it in a very practical way. In 2010, our ministry actually became members of OCI, which I think right from the get-go has been a huge blessing to us. I think probably the first and most wonderful assistance really was getting experienced leaders involved that, that help counsel and orient and pray with. And I think in addition to that, really going to OCI leadership retreats and, and then actually getting to meet other missionaries that are going through some of the exact same things you are. You know, we're not just here in the middle of the Amazon all by ourselves, but there's people all over the world doing what we're doing. And we're part of that family, we're part of that team, and try to inspire them that we're all working together for the same cause. I think that's what OCI has helped inspire in me. Following in the wake, of the original Lazaro boats, Amazon Lifesavers continues to navigate the Amazon and its tributaries. Their ultimate aim is to introduce the people in these remote villages to the great physician, Jesus Christ. Brad and Lena Mills have taken to heart Leo Hallowell's motto that service is a privilege and not a sacrifice. I encourage each of you to consider what you can do to help the growing work of OCI all around the world. We deeply value your support. Please visit us at outpostcenters.org 
To learn more about the worldwide work of OCI and our member ministries, such as Amazon Lifesavers, to contact us, email info at outpostcenters.org or feel free to call us at 423-236-5600. We would love to hear from you. For OCI Reports, this is Stephen Gravener.